previously on Critically Stupid. Well, y'all, last time we met, we had all sorts of fun. I basically got married according to old Barty boy. I will say that guardsman was easy on the eyes, old Adam. Also easy to manipulate, but who's counting? <laughs> he told us all about the murder. Well, assassination, if I have to be technical. Hoping that pans out, we can get some more information about all that. Those men dressed in black were a little bit sketchy. Anyway, Barty Boy sang twice. No one liked it. Twice. We drank this absolutely atrocious filth of an ale that I will never be purposely putting in my mouth again. I'd be happy if I never had to step foot back in that skewer dragon. That'll make you shiver. <laughs> just looking at it, just, it plopped. It plopped. Oof. Never again. Anyway, after that hot mess express, we met the most curious man, Zoe Blob. Everything he sold was purple. I don't know why it had to be purple, but whatever floats his goat, I suppose. Anyway, he gave us some information on Floon, and we ended up going to this warehouse. And yeah, you guessed it. I went and got myself into trouble again. Imagine. So here's to hoping that I can make it out of this one alive. While we're apologizing, um, I'm thick as fuck currently. I can kickflip. It's so cool. Uh, I can't kickflip. No. <laughs> um, so I was, I'm gonna, I was like, I'm gonna take a nap before the podcast, recuperate a little bit. I set the timer for seven thirty, and then I awoke in a panic when my mother came into the room. She was like, "Garrett, I thought your podcast was at 8. and I'm like, "It is," and my phone said eight oh five, and I'm like, "Ah, fuck." Anyway, I'm gonna sound like shit this episode, so that just that's gonna be it. Oh, issue. so same old, same old. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Oof. I, that's ten, harsh. What, what like you ten feel. minutes, and you've already came there's after? The, no, there's my... a cold open right there. That's 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 second one of the of the episode. Um, <laughs> came after my age, career, and <laughs> voice. On the stage of fifteen career. minutes. I came after did, your career. Yeah, you quote. Yeah. When you get a big boy job. That was me. That was me. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Brief summary of what of what we of what we're doing. To be and where fair, we are. I could have been talking to Anthony. Yeah, but you Ouch. weren't. We all we all knew you weren't. Let's do the intros. Say your name, who you're playing, um, and then we'll uh, dive right in. Let's let's switch the order up a little bit. We'll go: Garyan, Katie, Diana, Anthony. All right, uh, so I play Gareth, the human rogue, uh, who tries his best, but isn't the brightest bulb in the box sometimes, all the time, actually. Um, I'm Katie. I play Cerulean. She is a Waraganasi sorceress. <laughs> Those air horns. <laughs> I'm sorry. Diana, top that. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. Um, I play uh, Mel. Uh, she is a half-elf ranger, and I still don't really know what I'm doing. Love that. I love that. Anthony, finish. Close this out. I'm Anthony. I play Arnold Stevelson, a half-elf bard who doesn't know anything about anything and is doing his best to get all the experiences so he can fall in love with everyone and have all the best friends in the world and write the best song ever written. Hell yeah. Uh, I am Alex. I am the dungeon master and I play everybody else. You will get sick of my voice before long. All right. We open on a dilapidated warehouse in the sea ward. Uh, you are all 
well, I should say three of you are on a catwalk about uh, 15 feet up from the ground. Um, this is a fire escape catwalk, so it is five feet wide at its widest. It is not meant for a, a party of this size. Mel, you are on the roof uh, overlooking this sort of like doorway down onto the catwalk. You could easily jump down. It's only like a, it's not, it's like a 10 foot drop onto the catwalk. Uh, Gareth, you are uh, hiding, well, you were hiding behind a door that you were sort of like pulling in front of you, Scooby-Doo style, to let the bad yeah, guys yeah. run past you, which would have been a tremendous plan um, had the uh, sorcerer and the bard not parkoured up to the catwalk to try and close the door, which I loved. That was great. Um, uh, however, I, I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one of those meddling kids, by the way, has slammed through the door straight into Cerulean, and the two of them have uh, dive bombed into the murky night. So we're going to start this episode by rolling initiative. All I thought of when we ended last week was the little kid from The Simpsons going, I'm in danger. <laughs> you, you are that child today. Gary, and you're going to take us off. Diana, you're going to be next. Then Anthony, then Katie, and then uh, the bad guys. If you need me to uh, paint the scene again, I'm more than yes. happy to. I Essentially, okay. Katie, you are hurtling through the air. So like most of what I'm about to say doesn't apply to you. Sweet. Garyan, you are, I'm sorry, Gareth, you are looking at a currently empty doorway into a uh, warehouse that you know bad guys are, are either coming through or very close behind. Uh-huh. Um, so I think, because hmm, I want to stick to my original plan of like waiting next to the door for them to run out so I can get a cheeky little, I don't know if it'll actually count as a sneak attack or backstab. But um, a surprise attack at the very least. But uh, you said one already came through and is currently midair with Cerulean, right? Factual, yes. Okay. Uh, do I hear more coming? Their own perception. Do. Yes, there is. There. No, you don't. Need, you can keep that oh. perception roll. There is a kerfuffle. Cool, 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 cool. Then yeah, I'm just gonna continue waiting for people to run out. You gonna ready in action? I am. What's the What's the trigger? Somebody comes um, through the doorway? Yes. Okay. So you're going to ready ready an attack for the first thing that pops through the door? Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Why not? Love that. Diana, they are, you are pretty sure they are running to the door, but because you rolled higher than them on your initiative score, you get to act before they do. If they rolled higher, they would run through the door and maybe they would attack you first and you would be put on the defensive, but because you rolled a higher initiative score, you get to decide if you no, do you ready an arrow and wait for them to show up just like Garyan's doing. And then when he comes, just like pop them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I was alternatively just going to shoot them now, but I guess it makes sense to wait. Okay, ready in action, waiting for someone to come through the door. I love that. Uh, Anthony. I would like to know where the one is that I shot, though. You I cannot see him. Because he's probably kind of debilitated, right? <laughs> he's certainly not having his best day. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so, okay. So what does what do I what do I, what am I seeing exactly? Because I like last I know someone came through, knocked Cerulean down. I I kind of avoided being knocked over the yep. other banister. 
Um, so I'm I'm seeing Cerulean face. I I, th I think my character's eyes would follow her as she falls, and I wouldn't be um, okay. Sure. I I don't I like I don't think it would be realistic for my character to be staring at the doorway like when Waiting. my partner was just yeah yeah um, I got just, you. Like as it happened, I think I would just turn and kind of like reach. So I mean, I hate to put myself at a disadvantage, but I think uh, realistically in the world of D and D, that's what would happen. Yeah. Are you, saying, are you no. saying that Arnold isn't the calm and collected mastermind <laughs> that we all believe him to be? <laughs> yeah, I apologize for this. It might just be like step one in my twelve step plan to take out these birds. But... <laughs> yes, he's <laughs> thought through all the scenarios. He's got it all locked. I honestly you kind of thought the birds would be your best friends. Um, they will be as soon as I can see them. But for now, I, my, I, I'm focusing on my real best friend, who is also kind of my mom at this point. <laughs> so, I love that. I love yeah. that. Also, what if we take this to a really macabre place where, like, like Arnold still makes best friends with the corpses he leaves behind? Oh, hell yeah. The real treasure of the friends we killed along the way. So, Arnold, oh. you see... Gary, that was... That was amazing. <laughs> this cannot be this episode's name. So, all right, here, we're going to take another side tangent here. So far, so I'm naming the episodes with, like, non-contextual lines that we say in the episode. Garion, as of right now, is three for three. Okay, Arnold, focusing up here. You see uh, a black shape hurtle through this door and slam into Cerulean. There was probably like a, a, a cry of surprise from the sorceress, um, and she toppled over the side. The momentum of this bird carried her more over the side than any sort of like flight, um, and the two of them are, are uh, fall ungainly uh, to the alleyway floor below. You'll remember you climbed up to this catwalk uh, on a series of boxes and barrels, so you almost immediately hear like a crash of splinters wood as they uh, um, collapse into something um, you feel relatively sure like this fall's not going to kill them um, right. but it's not going to feel awesome for your uh, sorceress friend okay so no banker right not yet I mean I don't know I, I think in real time what would happen is my character would like audibly like just explode with sound using minor illusion which is just a cantrip and it would just okay. be like a mom but it would be like really <laughs> loud sure um, okay but but like in that moment it would just be like a you know when, when like when you call your teacher mom on a, by accident you're like mom i mean yeah. and you kind of like you know, and it's so the worst <laughs> feeling in the world <laughs> yeah oh so it's just like a mom i mean you know but it's really loud you know? so like <laughs> so before before you roll what's the what's the purpose like the, what's the strategic purpose of this blast um str strategically it would be the sound would like kind of come from me to kind of startle the birds and confuse them as they come out the door uh kind of okay. scaring them sure okay That's... uh give it do you roll or does it just happen it just happened it's cantrip but let me here let me make sure i'm uh, sure because i think you did it i think you did it before yeah. and you didn't have to roll. yeah it's just okay. an action just to use your okay. doom so the uh, nice Skyrim reference. Uh, so the bard uh, cries out and goes, "Ma!" I mean, uh, Julia, uh, uh, no. Uh, Katie, uh, you feel uh, your spine crash through uh, something heavy and uh, hard. The sound of wood shattering fills your ears. You're gonna take only only one point of damage actually as you uh, break a break a barrel. Um, before you and this uh, black shape hit the floor of the alleyway. Um, scrambling to your feet, you notice that you are surrounded by tall towers of stacked boxes and, uh, and barrels and crates. You're going to be fighting in like really, really close confines. Um, 
but you are almost immediately beneath the catwalk, so you can't uh, see any uh, anything happening above you. So Cerulean is going to pop up. <clears throat> Can I see the attacker? Yes, uh, it is a uh, a collection of black shadows at the moment, as it is a, a a dark creature in a dark alleyway at night. But I am able to like reach out and yes. grab it. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. So Cerulean's whole hand is going to turn a little bit lighter as um, a coat of ice covers her hand. She's going to reach out and try to grab this guy by the neck, and he needs to roll a con save. I'm picturing you reaching him. out like a like hiccup and how to trade a dragon, trying to make its friend. No, I'm I'm reaching out. With, yeah, it doesn't sound with, that friendly to me. Uh, he rolled the on his con save. <laughs> He failed, so he takes 1d6 cold damage and has disadvantage on his next weapon attack roll before the end of its next turn. Okay. By the way, five. five Oof. Damage. Okay, Oof. and then I've got disadvantage on my next turn. Yep, just with a okay. weapon attack. If you do an open, if you do um, an unarmed attack, I don't think you have a disadvantage. Okay, uh, the it's the bad guy's turn, so that uh, shadowy figure is going to straighten and immediately lash out um, with a, uh, a glittering sharp uh, dagger and try and stab you. Get that disadvantage, boy. Oh, damn, it. Oh, damn it, I just rolled an 18. I rolled two 18s! You are a heathen. Uh, 22 versus your AC. Oh yeah, that hits. I'm yeah, freaking sure level does, one right? sorcerer. <laughs> you mean? I gotta roll on something. There we go. Uh, you're only gonna take three points of damage. Thank God. Well, slicing, slicing through your robes. However, now you see this, uh, this figure sort of like coalesce into like harsh angles, and you see a face emerge from the shadow. Um, and it is a hooked beak over cold, cruel eyes uh, and ruffling feathers. And you are looking at a six foot tall raven, sort of like slowly standing up straight and attempting to expand its wings in this like really narrow spot. We're going to the catwalk upstairs. Um, so you, <laughs> uh, Garion, because you ready your action first, uh, you hear coming from around the corner of that catwalk on the other side of the door, hey, I think somebody's mom just got hurt. And then, and then a raven like pokes its, just like just pokes its, its head and beak out, uh, which is going to trigger your uh, surprise attack. And then Diana, it's also going to trigger your surprise attack. So both of you, please roll your d20. Uh, Diana, you're using your longbow. You're going to add five to it. All right, sweet. <clears throat> yeah, you and Diana are wicked good with those bows and swords that you guys have. This is great news because I'm not going to be great at much else. <laughs> All right, we got a... No way, that's another nat 20. Dude, I'm killing oh, it. I shouldn't I, roll I'm not. I'm not 100% sure I believe you. Uh, that isn't visible. Fuck. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it is. All right. Damn. Okay. I got a four and a six. That is 10 damage. All right. So you hear uh, around the corner, hey, I think somebody's mom is getting hurt. And this dude pokes his head out curiously. Um, and you slam your short sword like into the side of his face. Um, oh, yeah. You hear bone splinter. Uh, and then the next thing you see is a pair of feathers sprouting from the top of his head as Diana buries an arrow into this poor man's skull. A bird the, skull. The, the bird skull. And the force of it drags this skull down to the grate where he slams against the cast iron with a rattling thud. 
And the next sound you hear is a, oh God, Marvin, Jesus, God. And, they, and then the sound of footsteps on the other side of the door. Marvin. And I jump out wearing his face as a mask. It's uh, Gary, and it is your turn. Is it really? Very cool. Um, well, I'm going to take the opportunity while he's dazed and confused and kind of see if I can attack the other guy, jump out from behind the, the door, my, okay. my sword. You didn't see the other guy. You, you just heard this. And as you round the corner, are you, are you popping into the building to take a look or do you, were you just hoping to get a cheap, a cheap attack? Uh, just hoping to get a cheap shot if he's like in the doorway or within reach. So you peer around that corner and this dude is full tilt legging it. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't blame him. I mean, he, he just watched Marvin get wrecked. <laughs> Marvin got got. <laughs> Marvin got marked. Marvin, uh, like, is uh, Marvin well, dead? Or... Oh, Marvin, Marvin is, is dead? deader than a plague victim. <laughs> Can I jump down to try and aid Cerulean? Or is that too far a uh, movement? No, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a small catwalk, so it's five feet down and then like uh, the the barrel the the alley situation is a tangled mess of like boxes and barrels so like you can hurl your body down there and sort of hope you get close okay because I, I i kind of assumed that like a deliberate jump down wouldn't be as dangerous as a being tackled down i will also say that um on the other side of this catwalk inside like this this guy is running around the catwalk on the inside of the warehouse angling towards stairs that lead back into the center if you were feeling gutsy, you could leap onto the inside of the warehouse and prevent his immediate exit. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. What's that, acrobatics check? Yeah, just give me a basic acrobatics. See, see how nimbly you, you fling yourself into this dark warehouse. All right. Once again, Gareth rushes in. Eight. That's okay. Eight. Um, not hot. Not, not the best. You, uh, uh, you. It's an 11. I forgot to add three. It's an All 11. Right. Not not bad, a little better. Uh, you vault over the railway into the warehouse. Um, you don't quite see uh, the stack of boxes until it's like a little bit too late. So you don't really like absorb the full impact of your fall. However, uh, you're not going to take damage. You just sort of like hit the ground like a like a rag doll and sort of roll, but no damage. Nice. Is taken. Cool, 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 cool. You are now okay in front that. of this uh, raven and he's going to have to run past you to get out. You're pretty sure. Okay, gotcha. Uh, they're all intimidating, they're like a bouncer. Next in the order is Diana. Diana, you saw your arrow uh, snuff the candle of life out of this raven's eyes. Ah. Uh, oh. And then you saw the rogue uh, throw himself inside the warehouse. I am slightly concerned that perhaps... <laughs> perhaps Marvin and co. are maybe not like quite as evil as I initially thought... Oops. Before I killed them, um, he just seemed awfully worried about um, Arnold's mom, which doesn't seem like the marks of a necessarily evil. And again, you bird. gotta think. You gotta think. Why was he so into Arnold's mom? That's a little peculiar. Well, that's my like. Like, what if? What if they're not? Are we the baddies? Are we the baddies? <laughs> Just, yeah, you are, girl. I think. I mean, my, my my man Marvin is out here looking at for the first opportunity to spot a a, a cougar. He hears mom, and he's like, "Where?" <laughs> you know, maybe maybe he's not the best dude. I hope. I mean, I hope so. I'm feeling a little bad. 
I'll, t- I'll uh, tell you what. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah. He had a he had a jewel in one hand. So oh my god! He's a vapor. He vapes. Yeah, he vapes. <laughs> So oh, that kind of... Actually, sorry, he vaped. <laughs> I thought he was going to give a gift to my mom. <laughs> it's like he's offering jewels to my mom now. He vapes past tense. That's how he hit. That's how he hits on people's moms. Hey, you want to hit my mango jewel pod? <laughs> sorry, All right, Bessie, what are we doing? What's the What's the plan? Okay, so I do. Do I see like the other guy? Marvin's friend is like facing up with the other with Garrett. Do, do I see that? Do I see that? No, you see Gareth throw himself inside the warehouse. Now, I will remind you that you actually have a window on top of the warehouse, so you could theoretically go up there and have a sort of a bird's eye view. No pun intended. I see what or you did. Well, because I, like, like I said, I think I'm on the, I think I'm, I was on the roof, right? I just feel like I would like to do something to perhaps stop further murders until we know for sure sure what's going on you know after i've wounded one and killed another now i'm like hold up have Um, you tried the sacrament of confession diana i'm desperate to know what you want to do i need a better view okay so you go up to the window um you uh get to the window just in time to hear like Mm -hmm. a like a muffled craft in the fuck uh and you see uh gareth sort of like hit the floor of the warehouse uh with less grace than I think he intended. Um, and you also see a uh, six foot tall raven hammering it down the stairs uh, headed. He's still like on the second level of this warehouse, sort of like coming down the main stairs. Um, but his arrival uh, to uh, uh, Gareth is imminent. I will tell you, Bestie, because of your uh, eagle eyes, you see him fumbling with something in his hands. I can't, I can't get down there though. Sure. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You can jump. It's a far drop. I'm gonna say it's about. I was gonna say, but will I? Will I die? You're not gonna die if you biff it. It's gonna hurt. Only one way to find out. Yeah. I mean, okay. So he's holding. Yeah. I feel like I have to try and stop. A. I want to see if that's a jewel or not in his hand. Maybe I need a hit. I don't know. Maybe he'll let me hit his his nick. And secondly. On the off chance that we are the baddies, I feel like I need to stop him from being killed. So okay. you want to just add the D twenty and add three. Sorry, forgot what I, I forgot who I was who I was playing with here. Plus three, you said. Yep. Seventeen. Okay, seventeen. You know what? Seventeen. is pretty solid. Uh, you drop down from the warehouse. Um, graceful you hit a box you tumble from that box to another box uh you biff that one a little bit and it catches like your shoulder as you fall you're going to take two points of damage but you are safely on the warehouse floor in the in the near vicinity of uh gareth okay that's gonna be your turn thank god we don't have a healer do we i didn't know i'm so glad you remembered that now uh anthony you're up okay um what exactly do i see because so I'm, I'm facing her, I see Cerulean. Did I see her get him, get the Birdman? Yes, you saw the the ice attack, uh, and then you also saw the Birdman stand up and get uh, get a, a little a little slice of her with his dagger. Right, I jump down. Um, first, okay. I, I I grab a short sword and just jump down stupidly, like just what I would do. Um, just like or straight on straight on him. Right. Aiming for the the bird wing shoulders, just like hoping my like hoping 
as best I can to land on the bird. Roll roll a basic attack. Let's let's find out together. Alright, do it. Let's see. Okay, I got a two, so it's not good. <laughs> it's it's not great. Alright. All right. Uh Katie, I'm gonna describe this from your perspective because you're next. Um <laughs> you uh hear a commotion above you, right? A lot of stuff happening. Um and then you you hear the bard say, I'll save you! And he jumps down uh, and slams belly flop style into a barrel. Uh, and he and the barrel both come careening into this really narrow space that you're working with. Um, he hit you, the bard hits you and you both fall. Uh, yes. The barrel hits the raven and the raven also falls. So now all three of you are like writhing en masse on the ground. There. This is mostly a success. I'm just gonna say, like, <laughs> like I was going for the bird. The bird was taken out. Not so bad. I am sorry about hitting you a little bit, but also, like, let's let's all celebrate small victories and the silver lining of that bird being on the ground. Exactly. So. All right, Katie, you're up. So, what I'm going to do is okay. So, I am going to cast frostbite again. Do it. So he needs to make a con save. Okay. That's good. That's good audio right there, baby. Uh, he rolled a seven. Four. I did four cold damage, and he will have disadvantage on his following turn as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I bet you wish uh, he was wearing mittens. <laughs> God damn it. That was such a dumb joke. All right. So uh, he is going to use his move to stand up again, um, and he sort of like clacks his beak in annoyance. Um, but he is, he's hurting. He's, he's, you can see like blood mingling with like broken feathers and bits of beak. Like, uh, he's got chunks of like frostbitten, uh, skin under mottled feathers. So like, he's not having the best day of his life. Uh, so he is going to turn and run away. Oh, towards me. Right. Or is he going the opposite direction? No, he's going down the alley. You are inside. However, Lame. we are going to cut into the warehouse where uh, Mel and uh, Gareth are on the warehouse floor, um, and this raven is coming towards you. Gareth, you see as this raven uh, runs towards you, indeed, he is, like, fumbling with something in his hands, um, and I would love a quick perception check from you, really quick. You got it. Uh, what is my perception? It is plus three. Okay. <laughs> it is a... Uh, see, at this point, it's unbelievable, but that is a nat 20. It's not worth lying about. It's just a perception roll. All right, fine. I'll, I'll roll it again if you want. No, to. lie to me all you want. I don't <laughs> even care. Uh, so you see this raven fumbling with something in his hands. You see a, a, a curl of something pale that almost looks like parchment, and you hear a dry rasping sound, um, almost like stone against stone. And that is immediately followed by a flickering spark of bright light. Mm. Like, a, uh, like a flint and steel. And then this raven throws a fistful of uh, flare paper attached to something at you. That's cool as hell. Well, make, not for me. Make a dexterity a saving throw, please. Dex saving throw? That's just the plus three, I assume. Yeah. Uh, actually, Mel, you're going to need to make one, too. Make a Roll the, the big boy and roll uh, add five to it, please. Uh, I rolled a, I rolled a 18 plus three is a 21. 
That's very good. He threw a uh, fistful of flash paper, which is paper that burns very hot, very quick, uh, wrapped around something. You didn't actually see what he threw, um, but you you heard him making the scraping like sounds. A, like a Molotov cocktail? I mean, bitch, we're about to find out. Roll that d20. 16, 21, 21. 21, 16, okay. 21, Two very, 21. very solid deck saving throws. Um, Garion, you nimbly leap out of the way of this whatever it is. Um, ending up sort of like in the vicinity of the dead bodies that you saw on the warehouse floor not moments ago. Um, and this thing misses you by a clear radius. However, what it does not miss uh, is these stacks and stacks of crates and barrels in the middle of this warehouse floor. Um, and you hear a, a deep chested, like, or you feel deep in your chest, like a concussive blast um, as the center of this warehouse sort of like starts to go up uh, in flames. The, the shadows are blasted away from the warehouse. Suddenly your eyes are hurting because it's so bright. You also see this fireball of like consumed crates in the middle of the floor as this Kenku darts uh, uh, across the other side and angles towards one of the walls. So the, the, the bird who just like cast fireball at me, but like wish.com fireball. <laughs> um, he, he's now like running away from me, right? Actually, yes. And the other bird that attacks Cerulean is running away from her. Yep. I mean, I suppose I'll give chase to the bird that's inside the warehouse. Okay. He's pretty, he's pretty close. Um, it's sort of like a, like a dodging around boxes and barrels kind of like race to the wall. Um, you, you slide around a, a large whiskey barrel and see that there is actually a narrow door set into the wall that you didn't notice because it was on the other side of the building that you guys approached from. Um, it is open and ajar, uh, and you get the feeling that maybe this was the door that these guys used to come into this building in the first place. Mm. Um, however, this guy trips over one of his own feet and he doesn't quite fall but he does flail a little bit um, oh, the classic like running away in a horror movie thing yeah exactly um give me give me like a like a basic attack to see if you can uh grab onto a piece of them all right so just same same bonus as always yeah right. sure cool 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 we got a 10 plus 5 is 15 that's good enough. I'll let you um, sort of like throw yourself at his feet and tangle up in him um, and nice. grab like a grab like a fistful of his ankle. Um, and this dude immediately like falls prone and, and stops fighting and is like squawking and trying to like get away now. He's no longer like fighting you. Um, we're gonna go to. I think I think that's that I think that's it for combat. I think we can roll out of initiative order because at this point Katie and Anthony's bird is like, unless you guys want to like well, double how move far, and... Yeah, I mean, how far away was he? Because I just landed on the ground, barrel hit the bird, she, you know, attacked, uh bird starts running away, and I'm kind of barely getting up. Uh how far away is he from me? So he's about twenty the... feet. If you want, okay. if you want. So, so yeah, well, so I like naturally what my character would do is cast vicious mockery as he's running away. Um, nice. which is, uh, it's a wisdom saving throw, I think. Let me see. Uh, Anthony, he rolls a 14. Okay. So, I mean, I still say the thing. It just doesn't hurt as much. What I, well, what do you say? So, oh, well, I say like, <clears throat> you're not even in my top 10 best friends. It's just like, Damn. that's, yeah. Just you're, just right. you're just my acquaintance. Yep. Just right to the heart. Just right. Honestly, to the heart. honestly, he runs out of this alleyway and you hear the sound of sobs. 
weeping. Yeah, like mm-hmm. actual, like full body shaking sobs. Oh, ugly cry. Love that. I wonder what that really? sounds like coming out of a beak. It's ugly. It's, it's not pleasant. No, no. I really just want to like talk to one of these mother clippers. Well, Diana, you're in luck because uh, Gareth has one by the toes. I would it's love true. to just talk to this fucker. Can I, can, can I, can I knock him out a little bit? You know, give him a little slap <laughs> on the noggin, quiet him down while I tie him up? Sure, man. Yeah. Hit him, hit him again. Um, so while all of that is happening, I am going to untangle myself from old Barty Boy and um, all of the various wooden container things. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to make my way at a mad dash because I have no idea what's happening inside. So I'm mad dash trying to get back up into the catwalk. Okay. Or, um, or is it is there a door to the first level that would you don't door? know that there is one there it, there is on the other side of the building that gareth has now seen but your only known entrance way into this place would be the door the the, the catwalk door okay but so, uh you're you're close enough that you feel you feel like you can make it in one sort of like move and get up there pretty quick uh arnold same for you cool i yeah i'd follow her naturally so okay What's going on, everybody? So sorry to interrupt. Just a couple of quick announcements. I'll let you get right back to the show. Um, hi, how are you? Uh, I'm Alexander James, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master and owner of socks. I have several, and they're very warm. Um, thank you so much for listening to Critically Stupid. We're so glad you're here. We are, as always, playing Waterdeep Dragon Heist, an official D&D module written by Chris Perkins, Michelle Carter, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, and Kim Mohan. Don't be that impressed with me. I didn't get them all off the cuff. I'm looking at them right here. Um, if you or any of your buddies are looking to get into D&D, I highly recommend going to dnd.wizards.com. They've got modules for you to look at. They've got uh, character sheets where you can build characters. They've got dice. They've got uh officially licensed D pants they're crazy i had a pair and i levitated for a full minute didn't even want to um go check them out they've got a lot of great stuff if you haven't already please consider subscribing to our youtube channel so that you can always get a notification when our new videos go up like us on spotify i'm pretty sure you can like us on spotify check us out on spotify you know it's like the regular show but without our faces which like personally huge plus um Friendly reminder, you can always tweet us at CritStupid to end up as an NPC on the show. NPCs like, uh, in this episode specifically, Captain Rain, uh, who's at Rain with six or seven A's. There's a lot of A's in there. On Twitter, um, we are just five people who make the show because we think you'll like it and we hope that other people will like it. Uh, we don't have the budget to like market this beyond our own social media handles. So if you could share this with somebody that you think would would enjoy it, somebody who's maybe looking to get into D&D or, or has always maybe talked about it a little bit, uh, I would really appreciate it. And I know those four ding-dongs, I pointed. You like how I pointed behind me like I've got them back there somewhere? They're in my living room. They're not. They're at their houses. Um, we would all really, really appreciate it. Uh, and it would help the show grow and, and get better well i say better it'll probably stay the same uh thank you so much i'm gonna like you get back to the show i'm so glad you're here i love you The scene that you guys see is fucking crazy uh, because the warehouse floor is on fire smoke is roiling out of the windows um 
the rogue is like in the process of like bare fist beating one of these <laughs> the cement floor uh the 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 ranger is right behind him like i just want to talk to him i just want to talk to him <laughs> uh gary and roll that roll that damage die so i already did uh it was an eight plus five so that is 13 uh that does not that does not do it you you punch him in the chest and he just kind of goes oh <laughs> My fault, pimp. <laughs> um, the fire is slowly starting to spread through the warehouse. You have some time, but not a lot. Um, uh, we are out just... of initiative now, so like you guys can all act uh, free. Uh, Katie and Arnold, or I'm sorry, uh, um, Cerulean and Arnold, you feel like you can make your way down to the main floor of this warehouse just fine. So I'm okay. going to take a mad dash towards them and start yelling, y'all, we got to get out of this. It's like a barn on fire. And all of this stuff is like, hey, we got to get uh, can I go ahead and tie up the big bird guy? Um, sure. Yeah. Cool, how much cool. time? How much time? Time is a little bit of a factor. How efficiently yeah. do you want to tie him up? Uh, well, uh enough that he uh, not you know basically bare minimum. Okay, he is bare minimum tied up. Sweet, like a square knot. Okay, so uh, I go over there and I'm gonna grab him by his arm. Swing. I mean, we outnumber him now, so Perfect. let's just drag this. Everybody, thing. grab an appendage. <laughs> oh God. Uh, can I? Can I kind of just like I? Because you know, I just ran into this room, seeing this chaotic mess. Can I kind of investigate? Just like take a look around really quick to see if I notice anything suspicious or uh, you know interesting. Hell yeah, man! Give me an investigation check. How right, cool. timely? You notice fire. <laughs> well, me. Um, is it a twenty plus my investigation? Correct. Uh, thirteen. Okay. Um, you hear a muffled thudding coming from somewhere inside the warehouse. Oh, that's no good. Oh no. Uh, a muffled. So okay, cool. Oh, so sorry, Anthony. I, 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 one more thing. Uh, this raven that uh the uh, uh Gareth has tied up. Ha is wearing the exact same armor that the corpses on the floor are wearing. Mm. Ah, okay. Was, were the other two ravens wearing the same armor, or do I not They know? were. Okay. So, of so, course, I say, listen, do you smell that? I mean, hear that? And, <laughs> like, and, and it's just, there's, like, you know, so I explain, like, you know, what the thumping is that I hear, and I try, I try to follow it as best I can. Yeah, can I, like, can I try to find, like, follow the noise? Yeah, yeah, follow yeah, for sure. I have no freaking idea where it's coming from. It is a six. You are relatively sure it's coming from inside. <laughs> y'all, I have no idea where this is coming from. I'm just, y'all, if there's somebody else in here, I'm going to feel so bad. Uh, Gareth and Mel, what are we doing with the hostage? I think we just need to get the we're hell did, out of Dodge with our hostage. Yeah, we're, we're escorting him out of the building so we can talk to a live bird instead of a KFT. A cooked KFC one. KFC That's chicken. exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, oh, so we've done a lot of splitting the party here. I'd love to keep everybody as like a cohesive unit. Um, are we escorting the bird out or are we investigating the, the muffled thumping noise? Can we escort the I bird out so he doesn't cook alive and then come back in? I will say the bird is fine for now. You have okay, sweet. Your time is not measured in seconds; it's measured in minutes. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Then, yeah, I would also like to investigate the thumping. Okay, with with all of you sort of like working together, um, you 
here and actually Mel, because you're sort of paying attention to this bird, you see it's uh, black scuttling eyes actually start uh, dart to the staircase. Um, just as uh, Cerulean, Gareth, and Arnold pinpoint the location of this thumping coming from inside the staircase, and you discover a pretty slyly concealed uh, push door that slides open to reveal a tied and gagged uh, red-haired man who is frantically kicking the side of the, the wall uh, and, and screaming through his gag. Um, his face is pretty bruised, pretty cut up, um, uh, and uh, covered in a, already a very thin layer of soot. Uh, if I remember correctly, I just want to double check. Uh, Floon is not the ginger, but we saw a, a ginger person He's, walking with Floon, or more accurately, someone else correct. saw him. Okay. He's an unknown fancy man ginger. Um, so at that point, I'm going to say, sir, calm down. Sir, calm down. We're going to get you out of here. <laughs> okay. Um, um, just help me remember when when we first arrived here and we saw that there were were there two figures that they had tied up and dragged around or just the one when you got when you climbed to the roof of the warehouse you saw three dead bodies on the floor and then moving silhouettes above them so this is the first you're actually seeing okay. anything of, of the people you're looking for or or getting close to them okay i just want to make sure there's nobody else in the building i suppose i could ask the bird guy if there's anybody else in there i mean he's just so, sitting there i i ungag um no, red-headed dude and i say is there anybody else or is it just you no no it is just me we must get out of here okay so uh, i he's french can i um how big i'm very tall but i don't know that i'm very strong how is this a is it is he a full-size dude he he is a he is a growing boy yes Okay, so I look at, is are Arnold and Gareth with me? I, that's the question for them? Yes. Arnold, come here. We got to get this guy out. You grab him. We don't have time to cut him out. Let's just go. Or do we? Oh, yeah, that's fair. I was going to, I was thinking about doing something else, but you're right. I, that's what would probably happen. So I was like, oh, what's going on? Okay. And I just run over there and I grab him. With, yeah. Okay. He's tied up. Um, similarly to the Raven, a little bit hap, hap, haphazardly. Uh, so you you all you need to do is is support most of his weight and he can kind of shuffle out um he's immediately struck by the urgency of the situation he picks up on on what's happening and doesn't doesn't pitter patter about it uh, at all d does he happen to notice that the warehouse is on fire he does yeah and is like okay, cool, 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 we cool. must must get to the door okay so i'm gonna follow his um just point in the right direction He's going to just go for the open, the open door. That's, I mean, uh, uh, once you get over there, you'll, you'll see it because uh, Gareth grabbed the Raven five feet from it. Okay. You all uh, managed to get out of the warehouse um, just as this fire is sort of like starting to uh, expand its fingers towards the wall and sort of like creep up. Um, the air is thick with smoke. The, the glow of this fire you can already see is cast out around the buildings of uh, sort of the surrounding um, buildings. And the the six of you, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, did that math correctly, go me, uh, burst into the night air, taking deep lungfuls of uh, fresh air and sort of uh, collapse the cobblestones of the alleyway. 
and nobody has gathered to put out the fire. I mean, the this is right next to a theater. There were actors in a show. Nobody's like, yeah, I'm actually, to I'm actually gonna, fire. I'm going to call nine one one. I think that I'll take initiative <laughs> here. Call the fire uh, department. Fa- fantasy nine one one. There are several like alarmed cries um, and sort of like you hear muffled shouts of like, get the fire, get the fire department. Um, and you then don't you hear... see anybody. You are in like an alleyway off to a side, so you have a moment of privacy. Um, I would like everybody to please make a perception check. Garen got 20. a 14. 14. You said perception or investigation? Perception. Yeah, the fire department comes. It's just like six dudes on a wagon, and two of them are the designated <laughs> sirens. They're and just like, wee! <laughs> there's just one one like gnome on the front going, bee Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Katie, what'd you get? Me? Yeah. I got a phenomenal seven. Mm. Oh my crap. I rolled a 20. A natural 20? Yeah. That's great. Oh, yeah. I got 19. Okay. All right. So, um, Mel and Arnold, you both hear this sound at the same time. Um, a very subtle, uh, sharp sound of metal on metal somewhere in the the darkness of the surrounding alleyways and then it's gone can we see anything or is it hard to see back here um because of you you've just come from like a warehouse on fire into a dark alleyway your eyes are still adjusting to the darkness you can see your immediate vicinity but definitely not like into the depths of the alleyways around you um i'm going to cast dancing lights i'm going to send four torch size lights out um, two of them are going to go all the way out onto like either end of the, the I mean, it's 120 feet, like is my range. So, all right. So you're just, you're just one, spreading it pretty wide. Yeah. So just like they have to be within 60 feet of each other. So just, okay. The, uh, and it's 10, it's a 10 foot radius of light. Okay. The alleyway lights up and essentially fantasy street lights. Uh, and you can see this alleyway. There uh, is indeed a commotion at the at the street side um, where this where this uh, warehouse butted up, and you can see like a tangle of bodies, and like there is a wagon kind of uh, dragging back. Yeah. You can also um, hear a uh, a woman's voice, uh, sort of like calming the crowd and, and giving direction. Uh, I think we should get someplace a little more private because if the guard rolls up and sees like four dudes with two bound and gagged creatures it might prompt some uncool questioning so i i lean down towards the ginger and i'm like all right ma'am are you cool if i cut you loose i need to talk to you if i cut you loose are you gonna be are you gonna take off or are you gonna stick around for a minute because i saved your life i saved your life you owe me a life debt which can be paid with a conversation uh, he says, my name is Rainier Neverember, and I never flee a debt. Hell yeah. Sorry, what was the... Re- Rainier, Rainier Neverember. Rainier Listen, Rainier. I mean, technically, the, the we kind of saved the bird's life, too. Sort of. Like, yes, we put it in danger, but we also <laughs> saved it. So, I mean, we gotta let it cook. So as long as we're throwing around life debts. Basically, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, the bird the bird looks up at you and says, uh, gotta be fucking kidding me. Give give me the fuck out of here. Okay. Can you untie me? This is the worst night of my life. 
So you say it's the worst night of your life. What maybe transpired before now that would have made it for real the worst? Because, I mean, just being in our presence, obviously, is not the worst thing in the world. So, what Listen, lady, I got to tell you, squat. I got rights. I put my hand on his face lovingly. Uh-huh, yeah. And cast strong person. Uh, okay, he's got to save out of that, right? Shit you not, rolled a 19. Bummer. Every time I use the spell This has got to be devastating for Cerulean's self-esteem. It's true. It's, it's, uh, she always she swings big with her charm person. She always picks like an, an actual literal enemy that she has like yeah. been hurting. Um, he says, "Get you, don't touch me. Get your hand off my face. Okay, so then I just grab him by the beak. (laughs) Let's just threaten him. Like, like, dude, you're tied up. We could just leave you for the guard. I mean, we got the ginger. Grab the dog's muzzle. Yeah, I guess so. You sure? I just grab him by the beak. I'm like, listen here, Pip Squeak. (laughs) He's huge though, right? At the, uh, I mean, he's a big, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's like six feet tall. However, at the mention of the city guard, um, he, he immediately literally stopped squawking. Um, and says, like, listen, right, okay, I don't, I don't want any trouble, right, maybe we was, maybe we was all making some life decisions tonight, maybe it's time that we all just disappeared, you know what I'm saying, I'll tell you what, you let me go, I'll tell you, I'll I'll tell you what I know. I'm good, I'm, I'm good, tell us first. Mm -hmm. Untie my feet first. If I have to, if I have to untie your feet, I'm going to tie your wings up, boy. True that. So you better start not actually squawking, but squawk like squawking. Um, Can I try to intimidate him? Fuck yeah, you can. We've already threatened. We've, we've said, start squawking. Let's start squawking, bestie. I need some info. I have been wanting to talk to him. All I'm saying is he is not terrified of me at all. I got a natural one. I'm okay. Garbage. In fact, that might actually help out your charm person. <laughs> You're just everybody's mom. Um, okay, we he can says, play good cop, bad cop. Listen, right? I'm pa- I was just I was just part of Paulie's squad. I was just part of Paulie's squad. Paulie rolled up. He said, "Hey, man, I got a job." And I was like, "Right, I'll take that job." And we and I said, "Paulie, what what are we doing?" Paul was like, "Here's here's the play. We're gonna go to this warehouse. We're gonna we're gonna knock a couple of heads together." Right, get a quick payday, take some dues back to the boss. That's it. So, okay, we rolled up to the warehouse, zip zappity bop. These dudes had already done their job, they had already taken those dudes off the street. We cracked them, cracked them real quick. They was just unconscious. Uh, I don't, I don't know if they're still unconscious anymore. They kind of look a little dead. And as he says that, there's like a, there's like a crashing roar as the windows of this warehouse sort of like blow outwards, collapse down upon those guys. Um, and he sort of like winces. Um, and he says, listen, I was just doing what Paulie said. Who's Paulie? Is Paulie also a bird who needs I'm so, a cracker? I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know how to ask this. I don't know your, <laughs> well, no, sorry, I don't, I don't know your preferred nomenclature is, but is he also a bird person? Listen, listen, the word is Kenku, okay? We've got it. We, we, we are an established culture, okay? We've got things that we, we have a language, right? I know yeah, you, yeah, you, see, not, you, you see me as a bird person, but to me, you're just a pale, you're just a pale non-flyer. Where you, you that, don't fly that is, that's legit. I mean, that's point. legit. However, 
However, you mean to tell me that your boss is a bird person named Polly? Does he want a cracker? Do you have a sibling named Tweety? <laughs> no, no. First of all, that's just a slur, right? <laughs> Polly. Polly is short for Polish. It's a very family name, right? And also, you can't say the T word. <laughs> no, I can't. Polly. <laughs> Garrett, Garrett, cut, cut back in here. <clears throat> so I, I immediately, I'm like, all right, boys, boys, let's um, let's dial it back here a minute. Um, so you said Polly. Is he your boss? Yeah, Polish T. Graylish. He's my boss. Polish Graylish. Wow, his parents really didn't like him. Okay, so um, why did y'all, do you know why you, you took the marks? And there were two, right? What happened to other other dudes? I imagine yeah. that Paulie Paul, took, him, took him to the boss like the plan was. Paulie never, Paul, listen, Polish Graylish never deviates from the plan. So who is the boss? His beak snapped shut. But then, I mean, I grab him just leave him for the guard. I mean, <laughs> I grab him by the beak. And say, <laughs> of course, of course, Sir Rulian, I will absolutely tell you. All right, now roll for psychic damage. That's <laughs> horrifying. As you do that, you hear a voice echo down the alleyway. Um, it is a woman's voice. Um, and uh, she says, uh, make sure you check the back of the alleyways. Yes, uh, there are always people hiding in those in those dark crevices. No, no, Stagent, I'm looking at you. Um, I, you all like right, a, no, no, no hesitation. I like scoop up the bird person. We got a vominos. I, I carry pull him, like, all of my dancing lights in. Like okay. I pull them directly to my chest. I don't dispel them yet because I don't know what we're going getting into. But I pull them all close to my chest. As you cerulean pull your lights and you hear a startled oath. Uh, and then there's another voice that goes, hey, do you see those lights just move? Uh, I, I put them out. I put them out. <laughs> all I want is... Wait, if can, that was an can, option, why didn't you just put them out just, the first time? Right? Can you just tell us at the very least where to find Polly, and then we can hold up our end of the bargain maybe and just let him go because he's kind of a pain in the ass I think, now. I think that's a good idea. Quietly behind you, Mel, you hear a muttered voice say, well, I would imagine he is in the sewers with the rest of his band, no? And uh, Rainier Neverember uh, is staring at this bird with a mixture of contempt and disgust on his face. Let's, 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 see, let's just let him, let's just go. The guards. We'll, we'll just cut him loose and blow. As you push this uh, Kenku towards the guards, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot happening here. It, there's a flash of light, a flare from the warehouse, if you will, uh, and the first guard hits your alleyway, uh, and you see the, the shocked and surprised features of a young guard on the city watch who you encountered Adam. earlier today. What have you done? You've, you've... And, and Adam goes, oh my gosh! Okay, ooh, ooh, okay, 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 okay. So, this bird's cut loose now, right? Yep. Everybody okay. cut. <clears throat> I run up towards Adam and I go, Adam, I can you see cannot it believe this bird man tried they to don't have a clue. us. <laughs> Do you see those ropes back there? He tried to tie me up, Adam. Oh my gosh. What in is, love. What is everybody else doing while uh, Cerulean lays on the charm? I'm like actively trying to. My first instinct in the fight or flight scenario is definitely not the former. Okay. 
I will say that this is, a, it is, I mean, it's a tangle of alleyways, so it's entirely conceivable that you could find like a concealing spot nearby so that you had sort of like a, a, a viewpoint of this, or you could straight up like evaporate into the shadows and just like not be around. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to just like dip from the party, so I suppose I'll like hide behind something strategically. Okay. I send a message to Gareth and um, Arnold, because I really haven't talked to you much now. Anyways, I send a message to Gareth first, and I said, find a place to hide. Take old Gingy Boy and take him somewhere. And then I say to Arnold, Arnold, come here. I need you to help me sell my story. Okay. Right. So, of course, I run forward, and I'm like, I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! And I'm just, like, excited <laughs> for, like, this love story to come to fruition. I'm like, I called this! I don't know why you're trying to hide this from me, Mom. I, like, you guys are Is a beautiful your couple. your new dad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mel, what, are, what, what, what? As you're sort of seeing this depart, you see the the rogue sort of like slink into the shadows um, with the you, ginger guy as directed. Does the ginger? Well, the ginger guy doesn't actually go into the shadows. He sort of uh, clicks his tongue and goes, "Ah, the city guard. Well, it's a, just just another thing that makes this evening a grand story, isn't it, so folks?" Wow, he's Irish now? Whatever, we'll figure it out. Um, I think I'm going to probably pull Ginger Guy into the shadows okay. with us. Because um, yeah. now I want to talk to him, so. Okay. Um, he says, uh, my lady, I can assure you there is, uh, there is no problem here. I am well known by the guards. The guards know me. I am sure that we can get out of this just fine. Don't care. We're going, okay. we're going in the right. shadow. I've got, I need, we, we talk to him first. All right. Well, we spent a lot of time with Gareth and Mel uh, this episode, we're, so we're gonna we're gonna flip it. We're gonna spend some time with uh, Cerulean and Arnold. Uh, Cerulean, uh, you stagger towards Adam, um, and and the poor boy holds his arms out like you are about to faint into them, um, and says, "Oh my gosh, are you okay?" You would not believe the night we've had. We were just looking for our friend, and then we found these birdmen, and they attacked us. And then that one that just ran away past you, he's something, man. I don't even know what's going on with him. But this whole building caught on fire, and is anybody in there? Are they okay? Um, so uh, Adam has a uh, partner, a guard working next to him. It's this big, beefy, mustachioed dude um, who is not charmed by you at all. Um, and he goes, who, who, the, who, who is this, Rook? And Adam says, oh, this is, this is Roxy we met her, uh, earlier, earlier tonight. Uh, she's a little special. You know, ah. she's... Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to jinx anything. Um, and the dude with the mustache goes, "That's bullshit." What do you want? What are you? What are you doing here? You, you dancing man, or the guy with the bard thing? What are you doing? So, but this um, is my son. Boy, that's a that's an age gap that does not make a, a lick of sense. I <laughs> tell you what, he's adopted. The 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 burly guy says, uh, "No, but, but really though, like, what were you guys doing down there?" They were looking for our friend. We couldn't find him, but this building did get set on fire. <laughs> Those bird men, they just like, <clears throat> one thing we know, we see a bird man go in. Next thing we know, <clears throat> Others are flying. Couldn't find our friend Floon. 
don't know what's going on, but now my dad's here. I'm scared. I'm I'm frightened. My mom is upset, and you're making the you're like, what's wrong? Are you okay? And I'm just like looking at this big burly guy, and I'm like, what can we do? What do we do wrong, mom? And I'm just yeah. So I'm what acting did, like I'm scared. What did you What did you do wrong? There's a building on fire in the middle of a <laughs> civilian area. Like we have to evacuate like a four block radius. We didn't do it. Uh, and then you hear another voice. Um, as I just fucking push my voice acting skills past, well past their capacity. Um, it is a, uh, a woman's voice and she says, ah, I do not think this is true. Um, and the two men part and you see a tall, uh, blue haired woman in, uh, uh, very well-polished chain mail walking down the alleyway. Um, and she has a, uh, a large, um, emblem, uh, on a tunic. Uh, denoting a, a higher rank um, and she is staring directly at you two and her eyes are distinctly unfriendly and she says I think it is a matter of uh, great convenience that uh, you exited the building that was on fire uh, saying that you do not know who started the fire and what is this what is this what are you doing well, we know who started the fire it was those scary bird guys I'm actually, pretty sure, I'm actually pretty sure it was Billy Joel circa 1995. I was thinking nice. that. I Thank was... you so much, Bestie. And, and in my head, I was like, no, self, that has a license to you. So we can't sing it. We cannot sing it. That's very important here. Um, <clears throat> but she says, uh, well, this is a matter of most convenience, and there's nobody inside to corroborate your story. Either they are dead or dying or on fire or what. So what did you see? Huh? Well, you what know, are you doing did... here? All I'm saying is if y'all did your job that you would have noticed that six foot bird man run up out of here right past you just conveniently. I don't see you asking him any questions. Are y'all in cahoots? Let's say that the, let's say that the mustachioed man has the bird man in like he he grabbed him. Um so there's a little bit less of the like, what did you what are you doing here? Um and it's a little bit easier for you to be like, this guy did it. The scapegoat. Um the Actually, something that you said resonated because um, when you said well, you should have been doing your job, um, you see this this uh, higher-up's eyes tighten, um, and she almost, like, grimaces. And Adam, bless, turns to uh, his, his boss, his literal supervisor, and goes, oh, gosh, Captain, that kind of sounds like, uh, like when you told us to go on patrol and then, like, change your mind because you got a letter, and then you told us to not go on patrol anymore. A letter, um, and uh, next to him, the mustachioed man like sort of like backhands his shoulder, like shut up, um, and you see a like a flush creep over this captain's cheeks. Um, I am in control here. I am the captain. You are not the captain. I am the captain. You sh shut your stupid face. So I pay. lose all friendly demeanor. Well, <clears throat> I look at Adam and I say, "Honey, this isn't about you." And I look at her. And I turn on that, like, no, you did not. And I will look at her and I will say, so what I'm hearing is somebody might've got bribed or, you know, you know, I'm not going to point fingers, but for me to not point a finger, let me just tell you, you better not be pointing one at me. I suspect we have gotten up on the wrong foot. Hmm. I suspect uh... you I may or may not have received a uh, communication from my supervisor uh, telling me that we uh, to, to pull the patrols in this area. I must admit I found it slightly suspicious at the time. And now with the fire, 
and uh, the Zenith are full here. I'm thinking uh, something stinks. Xanathar. Sorry. Um, you pointed to old bird boy. Did you just say Xanathar? Ah, yes, of course, you can tell the Xanathar folk, huh? They always dress like the Xanathar. They think they are the, 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 the boys playing at gangster, huh? But the Xanathar, they are merely, I believe the phrase is in punks. Punks. Oh, um, and she actually uh, uh, points to the, the mustachioed man and he uh, flips the bird man's arm around um, and he is wearing a bracer with a uh, yellow insignia on it, which is a circle and 10 spokes around the edge of it. And she the, says- The guard is or the bird is? The bird is. <laughs> and captain, uh, the captain says, you, you could not have failed to notice this uh, uh, atrocious war that is staining our streets. Huh? The Zentarim and the uh, Zenathar guilds of again and again every day. A warehouse this day, a, a, a burned out store this day. They cannot, they, they're, they're dogs with bones. So I, um, I'm still going to talk to homegirl. Um, Anthony, what are you doing during all this? Mostly just you, watching. Because okay. I, like, I'm, I would be, like, Arnold would be amazed by, like, the attitude and all of that. Like, that was, that was some feist, because, like, I was, like, I was immediately going to go in and try, just try to be persuasive, because clearly people who start the fires don't run away from the fires. It's usually, like, they know what's going to happen. We were surprised by a fire, hence the running, you know? So, <laughs> I was, like, the, the logic of us, like, terrifying, like, running away, obviously we're in pain and hurt. I was, I fell, like, I, we were trying to escape silly um but i don't even care about that i'm amazed by what's going on it's clearly working and i'm just like mom you go girl <laughs> like, yeah. just... arnold oh. you yeah. uh adam actually turns to you arnold i am your father <laughs> oh did you did you did you guys did you see any of those ruffians in there like what 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 happened i keep hearing about the xanthar and the xanthorium but like i just like my third week on the job i haven't really seen anything big so I turned to him and I was like, I'm just like, I can't believe what they're bird people. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, man. You've never you've never hung out with a Kenku before? They're really cool. They're cool? That one was so mean to me. He tried well, to kick me in the face. I've met mean they're... dudes before. Those mean all dudes are bad dudes. So I kind of just have like, yeah, so I, like Arnold's just like, yeah, cool bird. He could be my best friend. All right, let's turn to the, uh, really quick, let's turn to the shadowed alleyway. Um, Mel, what, what, what would you say to this orange-haired man as you pull him into the shadows? So I am going to, I've got this ginger, I suppose. Um, fuck, just what the hell is going on? Honestly. Uh, I'm lost. I'm, am I near enough to talk to the... Yeah, yeah you guys are, like, like pulled we're into, chilling. like, a little We're together. Alcove. We're, we're just, yeah. like, just, what the fuck? You... What the I'm, fuck, dude? Well, uh, what's your name again? Rainer? Uh, my name is uh, Rainer Neverember. I'm Rainer, sure okay. I'm sure you recognize it. Of, of course, how can I not? Anyway, uh, you <laughs> were reportedly spotted with our friend Flume the other night. Any ringing any bells? Ah, yes, of course, Flume Blagmar, he's, uh, he's not a bad sort. He's a little buffoonish, you know, he's constantly broke, but uh, well, good people. 
Why are uh, the bird people after you and Flume? And where's Flume now? This is the question. Good shot, Bestie. Um, he sighs and says, uh, I must admit, I do believe the trouble with my father is kicking up again. I, my father, while he was one of the open lords of uh, Waterdeep, was accused, perhaps fairly, perhaps not, of, uh, oh, what is the phrase? Embezzling? <clears throat> a, uh, an, amount of, an amount of coin? And it would seem that, uh, it would seem that the, the, the warring factions in the, in the criminal underworld have caught wind of this and have, um, well, shall we submitted their uh, priority to reclaim this, uh, this coin that my father has stolen. So to my understanding, you and Floon were captured as a ransom of sorts? I cannot imagine that Floon is worth more than the clothes on his back. That man is um, the worst. <laughs> no, I say this in jest. I mean, Floon is a good person. We were arguing, yes, of course, but, you know, he's a good people. I do not know Argue. why they tied me up and took him. Oh, back up, friend. Arguing about what? Ah, it was a silly argument between friends. You know, you have this. I'm sure you and this angry lady here, you argue all the time, but it is all in good jest. Floon. I'd still like to know what the argument was about. It was nothing. It was just a passing thing between friends. You know, I was complaining about my father and this mess that he has gotten himself into when Floon decided that he had a problem with this. He said, you should not talk shit about your father. And I said, excuse me, he's my father. I'll talk the shit about him all I want. And he said, hey, you should be grateful that he is your father. And I said, hey, excuse me. You know, my father embezzled a half a million dragons from the, from the, from the treasury, okay? If I, if I have to carry the burden of his debt, I'm going to talk the shit about him. Very, very now was Flume captured with you and then were you were separated or were you separated before being captured yes the goons who took us they, they snagged us right out of the streets popped us like pop tarts as the phrase goes and they uh, put us into the warehouse and they did the beating on us you know like a pop 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 um, oh, yes. but then it was the craziest thing you know then I heard a door open and I heard uh, scattered voices and uh, uh, suddenly there were more people, and the people who originally took us, like, whap, 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 they were dead, you know, bam, dead on the floor. And then the new guys, they were like, hey, which one is it? Hey, they, I think it's that one. And they took Floon, and they bagged me, they bagged me like, a, like the groceries, and they put me in the, in the, in the cabinet. A double kidnapping, eh? Hmm. And that was the last that we saw Floon? Yes, I would have prompted, I would have protested, but uh, my, my mouth was tied up and I was in a cabinet. What do you want from me, yeah? I am not the Superman's, okay? I'm just wondering when you saw Floon last. It was about two and a half hours ago, before you set the warehouse on fire. Really? That recently? Interesting. Okay. That means they can't be that far, realistically. Mm -hmm. It's not like... So the bird people weren't the initial kidnappers? No, it is true. The, the, the ruffians who attacked us first... They were then counterattacked by the other ruffians, and then they, those ruffians took took uh, Floon. But yes, it is, a, it is as I say, the Kenku, notorious uh, members of the Xenathar faction. Okay, this Xenathar gets them all over the place. He pulls left, right, and center, and he famously, his his lair is in the sewers. We all know this. Let's cut. Let's cut back to uh, uh, 
Cerulean and Arnold. Um, the city guard is trying and failing to get this blaze under control. This was a pretty sizable warehouse and the, and the buildings were all packed together. Um, you feel yourself forced almost step by step away from the warehouse itself because it's getting so hot. You are, uh, the, uh, the captain says, um, <clears throat> it is almost time for us to go. We must, uh, we, we must get out of here. Yes, uh, you too, of course, you're going to come with us. We will go down to the station. We will, we will uh, chat. Yes, I, we will get you on the record. We will, we will interrogate this uh, thing. Oh, well, yeah, can I, like, as she's saying that, can I kind of just try to persuade her and say, like, listen, we, we lost our friend and we're still looking for a friend. Time is of the essence. We don't know how long it's going to take. And there's all this drama. We have nothing to do with that. And I kind of say to her, you know, like what I said or, you know, previously, where I was like, we were escaping the fire because it surprised us as much as it surprised anyone else. And now we're just looking for a friend. Hopefully he wasn't in there. So we'd like to check back with you later to make sure there are no bodies found because that's really what we're interested in is our friend Floon. But we'd love to go. We really told you everything we have to tell you or Ken could possibly tell you, you know, so I try to Cerule persuade her as best I can. Okay. Cerulean, do you want to try anything to maybe give him advantage in this role or sort of like add your voice to his, or do you want to keep yeah, it on yeah. the DL? Look, I don't know if you have kids or not, but this is my son's best friend. <laughs> and if I don't follow after him, I don't want to, I don't even want to think about what that conversation is going to be at home. Can you take it on a mama's honor that I will come and I will give you my statement? But right now we really need to look for his friend because it's almost his bedtime. Uh, yes, and now how are you going to come and investigate this? Uh, you don't even know my name. You have not even introduced yourselves. You are rude people. <laughs> well, you know, when you came out swinging with your words, that does not make me inclined to um, introduce myself. But I'll, you know, my honey, Adam here, I'll tell you my name's Roxy. This is my son, Jacob. And um, we we would be happy to come down to the station, but I really need to look for his friend maybe in the morning. Would that be okay? Uh, Adam immediately goes like, oh, it's okay, Captain. She's really, she's, she, she is telling the truth. Like, she is really great. <laughs> and everything she says is great. She's telling the truth. And if she says she's going to come down to the station, you can trust her. Mm. Okay, uh, Arnold, roll that persuasion with advantage. Roll it twice, take the higher of the two. I, I rolled 19 the first time. So. Well, roll it again just in case you get a, a net 20. Okay, cool. I got a, okay. I got a three. Okay, <laughs> well, we got, we got the 19. Okay, yes. Uh, as long as we get to keep the, uh, the, the bird man, then the two of you can go about your business. Uh, this is fine. Uh, but you come down to the station tomorrow, and you ask for Captain Ryan. Yes, and we talk. Rain, 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 rain. You terrible, terrible person. It is in the back of your thoughts. It's not that rain. It falls from the sky. It makes you wet. Rain. So I just yes, go rain, rain, rain. We have a meeting with. Captain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the two of you can uh, disentangle yourself from the guards. They are going to take the Kenku into custody, but the two of you are free to uh, back up. Um, Thank Mel. you so much for all your lovely help, Captain Rain. It is, it is Captain Rain. Eh? She walks away from the alleyway. And she's like, it is not that difficult. Eh? Rain, 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 like, Rain, like Rain, Rain. I don't understand how you are always getting this wrong. Um, <laughs> As I'm walking back, I'm going, Rain, Rain, Rain. Um, Mel and Arnold, as you are uh, talking to... Wait, Rainier, Mel? Never... You mean Mel and... Oh, Ron Mel and uh, Gareth. I'm or, so sorry. Gareth. 
Sorry. Um, as you are talking to Rainier Ever Neverember, um, Gary, and you take a step, just adjusting your stance, you know, maybe backing away from the guards as they're, as they're walking away, um, and you hear your foot click against something metal. Okay. And you so... look down, and you realize that you are standing on a sewer grate. Hmm, similar to the sewers in which Dephadrius is rumored to hang out, or whatever his name is. When we heard the metal on metal, did everybody hear the metal on metal? No, it was no, pretty but I, I, I'll announce it to everybody. I'll point it out. So how, Gary, how loud do you announce it? I'm going to wait for the captain and her guards to go and be like, hey, guys, I think I found a secret exit. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just wanted to check just in case you got really excited about it. Okay, so I see the redhead man, and I'm like, hi, uh, we haven't met. Listen, there's this whole situation. We have this friend named Floon, and I start just explaining. Yeah, yeah, he's like, no, 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 yes, 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 yes. I, under I understand where you are coming from. Yes, okay. You have the Floon. Floon is a great guy. We all talk about this. Yes, I got it. Thank you. Okay. Um, so... I'm no, go for it, Gary. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and lift up the sewer grate, or manhole cover, whatever you want to call it. Immediately on the other side of the manhole cover is a sigil that by now you are all very familiar with. It is a yellow circle with ten spokes radiating outward from it. And there is a ladder plunging into the darkness. Well, I mean, it looks like where we're going next. 